There is something about divine assignment. And it's important for all of us to take note of such. There is something about anointing. There is something about what we describe as the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you have taken your time to examine the works of some of those leading believers who left legacies for us some hundreds of years ago, you would realize that even though they did their work centuries ago, but their works are still speaking. I, I read a lot. I read um, Spurgeon, I read Finney, I read all of those guys, G, John G. Lake and the rest of them, and I see their works. And I also know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and then God does not change, and God is no respecter of persons. He said, but in every nation, in every city, in every generation, the people who have faith in him and turn to him, he has more than enough to meet what they need. Praise God. Now, you see, so if you don't have a grandmother and you see somebody's grandmother advising the person, it's better to take the advice of the grandmother you don't have to get where you want to get to. Praise God. That's the dimension I want you to begin to explore in your life. If you don't want to go extinct, if you don't want to lose value and relevance, then you've got to look at what we are teaching today, beginning from today to Sunday, and then the months ahead. Amen. You begin to take them very seriously. God is my witness that I don't withhold anything that he tells me from you. I don't. And God is my witness that my heart is very open. It is my desire and greatest expectation that I see you manifesting in places. Amen. And those that you, you read and watch and think about, they are no better than you. The same Christ the same Holy Ghost. You belong to the same family. But there are things we need to know. And when we get to know them, we should embrace them and walk in the spirit of these things if we want to go far. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I met a generation that didn't value the things that God showed. They didn't pay attention. It got to a time I decided to withdraw. My wife has been talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. This is your own time. If I see that you are not responding, you'll be shocked. Let me not continue that statement. The Bible says we shouldn't cast our pearls. Before who? So when you hear me talking, be careful. Be careful. I've told you there's a scripture in the Bible I fear. Jesus was speaking to the Jews and he said, many shall come from afar to sit at table with Abraham, 
but, 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 continue. But what? The children of who? Of the covenant will not be there. Anytime I see that scripture, I proclaim God forbid, and God said, you also forbid. I have sat down to examine some things. How would a man who is so anointed and doing great exploits suddenly crash and he will be alive but has no address? How would a man's anointing become a nine-day wonder? Was it not genuine? Was it not from God? How would we sit down in our weaknesses and allow the devil to make mockery of us? What really has gone wrong? How do we keep on speaking in tongues and not see effect? What is wrong? The tongues that they spoke then, are they different from the one that we are speaking now? If it is, I will not be surprised because we are in an age of fast things. Fast food, fast marriage, fast divorce, fast everything, fast. So, people jam on the road, traffic lights, they look one to the other. I think I will meet at 6 o'clock in some store place. And 6 they meet, proposal takes place. Three months they are married. Hmm? One day they go for dinner. And then somebody, one of them gets offended. So I'm tired. I'm what? I regret ever meeting you. It's over. Oh, yeah. It is what? Over. That's the kind of age in which we are. The jet age, so-called. The social media age. That when people hear the wind blowing, they interpret the wind. They do what? They interpret the wind. And by that interpretation, they take action. Ask them, is there any proof? Is I heard. I did what? I heard. Somebody was saying. Somebody. Somebody was saying. Glory to God. Can we go to Luke's gospel? Luke's gospel. Chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. Indeed, 15, I mean 16, 17, and some other verses as we believe. John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptized you with water. But one mightier than me or than I or than John is coming, whose sandals trap I'm not worthy to lose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And what? Holy Spirit and what? So? From that, from that very scripture, you, you see three dimensions of baptism. Baptism of water, baptism of the Holy Spirit, and the baptism of what? Fire. Of fire. 
Now, each one has its significance in, in our Christian walk. We are baptized in water as a sign of identification with the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the one that receives Christ and is baptized in water is saved. But beyond salvation, it says, do not go anywhere, wait in Jerusalem until I show you what you should do. It must definitely follow the outpouring of the promise that the Father made. That is in Acts chapter 1. We shall come back to this, Acts chapter 1. Are you there? Acts 1. Who is handling this thing now? Why are you on verse 2? The former account I made with Theophilus of all the, that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Yes, let's go on. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, yes, for John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Now, you see, John said he was baptizing with water, and the one who was mightier, greater than him, would baptize with the Holy Ghost and, and fire. And Jesus is saying, yes, John baptized us with water, and um, you are going to baptize the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Not many days from now. So after this, you will take the next verse, and then eventually he passed on, went to heaven. When I say pass on, not dying, he was received to heaven. Amen. And they went to the upper room to wait because he told them to wait. And that whole period of seven days, how many days? Seven days. days. From the day he departed, the day of the descent of the Holy Ghost was seven days, not ten days. When he was arrested and crucified, if what the Bible says is what we believe, three days, he rose up. Now, the day he was arrested was um, towards the end of, of what? Of which festival? Passover. Which festival? Passover. Passover. Between the Passover and the Pentecost is 50 days. So he was there three days, and then he appeared to them 40 days, teaching them of the things of the kingdom. That means for the three and he said, wait, the Holy Ghost is coming. It came on the seventh day when the day of Pentecost was fully come. 
Praise God. Now, listen, I, I, let me make a point on this. If I say something to you, I expect you to go and check from your scriptures and think through and accept that what I said is right. That's a Berean approach. One of my friends, sincerely speaking, is the friend I confide in so much. Apostle Sansa. He has made one statement about me repeatedly. He said, ever since I got to know you, and that was 1996, you have never changed. Your message has never changed. You are not like one of those people that I saw in the place where you came from. I served under a man appointed by God, but God gave me Bible. Hello? He gave me what? Bible. And our leader taught us to search the scriptures. So I do that. I don't care who is speaking. So don't look at my size and say, okay, Bishop has been in this business for so many years. Whatever he says, I pick it like that. Go and confirm what I'm saying. Because we have carried this 10 days. 10 days, 10. But when I was in the, what do you call it? Elementary school. 10 days. 10 days like that. You hear bishops talking, apostles are talking, popes are talking, 10 days. It's not many days hence, not many days from now, the Holy Ghost will come. And then when the Holy Ghost came, by the description that we see in Acts chapter 2, we see something serious. They saw Something that was like tongues of what? Fire. Descending on each of them. And then they were filled. The fire came before the filling. It's not in your Bible. Now, please go there. For we are teaching. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And... One sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So it happened that day. Oh, what about Jesus? The one that came upon him, what they saw was like a dove. When did the fire come? Hmm? When did it come? Now, immediately after the baptism of Jesus, and you should know that Jesus didn't have any sin about him. Yeah, he took our form, but he didn't take our sin at that time. He went straight. He came to inherit something he shouldn't inherit, and that was disobedience. It was disobedience that sent man away from the presence of God. And he came to change that system to pay the price for obedience. So we could come back to enjoy the presence of God. And for him to leave and have women holding his hands and some, I mean, a woman using her hair to clean, you know, his feet and all the sensations didn't do anything to him. Something must have happened in his system. A fluid that runs through some of us was not inside him. That fluid had been licked 
by the fire. There in the wilderness when he went to be tempted of the devil. After all, still the human being, you know, be blood with the inside body. What did happen? There are some of us here, if, if a lady stands by our side, just standing by our side, something will happen. If you have your camera on, your, on, the, on that person, you will discover that you'll be going to transformations. Some un, un, unprovoked smile, unwholesome smile that has no, dis, has no accord, some disjointed facial manifestations, and then on, on checking himself to see how he looks. Am I still in shape? And becoming gentle overnight, just like that. Praying him that the contact should continue. And before you know, his mind has gone crazy. And something may happen if God doesn't intervene. I have always said in most of the stations I worked that no woman cries in my office. Do what? You don't cry. If you, if you cry in my office, I'll hold your head and throw you out. There is no crying here. Don't come and confuse me. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Ask all the men sitting by you over there. When women are crying, they can't contain that. They want to, oh, sorry, sorry, please. Oh, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. You know, you begin to hold hands. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> My bishop told us, he said, uh, when you are counseling a woman and you begin to experience some waves, unusual, it's a call for help. Call for what? Help. If your wife is close by, honey, come. You lay hands. I'm laying hands on you. Lay your hands. And he said, leave your office door open. It's not that women are wicked, but the devil knows where our weaknesses are. If you were a thief before you got born again, that area is still your place of weakness. So he will tempt you with money. If you're a person that was so, um, so ambitious, you love power so much, that's the area he will get you. So you become a leader and nobody can talk to you. Very oppressive. It's the same thing. You know, you see, power corrupts. When you become the founder and the president and whatever of the, of the ministry, nobody challenging you. Before, before you know, you have entered the, realm, the realms of the devil. Oppressing everybody. When money comes, you cut the money and put it inside your boot and spend the money as you will. These are some of the things and one of the major reasons why we need the fire baptism upon our lives. Now Jesus went in there and conquered the devil before he began his work. So disobedience was, I didn't have any wave over him. He said, the prince of this world cometh, but he has nothing. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care whether he comes or not. Indeed, he comes. He comes on a daily basis, including your dreams. Your what? He will show you a picture in your dream, and you enjoy some pleasure in your dream, and when you wake up, you remember that dream vividly. Any dream that you remember vividly has the power to replicate itself 
in real life. Hello? And then before, before we know what is happening, a man that many were, have been looking onto, now suddenly just go off like a balloon that has been punched. They look for you, you are nowhere to be found. Something is wrong. So Apostle Paul says, present yourself. Present what? Yourself. yourself. Present, present your body as what? A living sacrifice. Present on what? On the altar of the Holy Ghost. So the fire of the Holy Ghost will bring out the oil of wickedness and lust, the water of confusion and power and hatred and sin running through your, your veins and everywhere, bring all those things out. And then when you wake up, you are sound. And you have peace. Don't you know that any time you go into a serious fast, a fast in which you are very sincere and committed, you, you experience a surge of power on your inside. That when sin even sees you, when sin sees you, sin begins to wonder. Hello, can I come? Oh, normally sin will not ask whether he wants to come. He's coming, he I'm here. But this time, when he senses from afar that this fellow has become dangerous. Are we still friends? Are we still friends? Say, shut up! I say, sorry. I was going to that person. Now, I miss road. I miss road. Every small thing, then you are angry. Now, you see, even sin will begin to be afraid of you. And you approach issues with boldness. And you do it with deep conviction. And you see results. Why? In the course of the fast, something happened. You experienced a dimension of fire baptism. This is a baptism we want to walk into. And we are going to have time, a great time, as many as are willing. Nobody is going to be forced to do it. But we shall be here fasting and praying, both residential and visiting. Throughout the months that are ahead of us. Why? We must enter into the year 2020 with a new, a new favor, completely new favor. That nobody will be chasing you to go and do the things of God. Hallelujah. That's why we are saying that we are entering another dimension of the work, another dimension of the work. He has reminded me of many things that he told me several years ago. And I went checking for all of them. I've changed my posture. I've changed things that I want to do. I've told pastor I'm doing a restructuring in the ministry. And all those details will come out very soon. If you don't do what he told you to do, and you are doing what you find to do, you have a problem. Let all men be offended when you are doing what God wants you to do. If you have God, who else do you need again? Praise the Lord. So the water is for identification with Christ. So in your baptism with water, you are identified with Christ and his mission. Then you have the Holy Ghost. He said you will receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. 
So the baptism of the Holy Spirit is meant to give us power. But there is what to be and where to be to make the power effectual and productive in your life. So I keep on saying every time that don't let your Holy Ghost baptism be, I mean, end with tongue speaking. That you finish speaking in tongues and you are lying. You just finish speaking in tongues, you are gossiping. You just finish and you are running to sin. You finish and the pride has taken hold of your life like that. What were you speaking? And where were you speaking from? Now the power that makes you to perform the supernatural comes in by the Holy Ghost. So what the fire, what does it do? What does the fire do? The fire is the one that facilitates the effectual performance of item two, the supernatural. Now you see, there is what Kenneth Hagin describes as the spirit within and the spirit upon. The spirit upon is indeed the fire. He said, you shall be endued with power. Now, what kind of Holy Ghost did you receive? Which one did I receive? The one we, we, we pray for one headache, one person with headache, and the person gets healed. Then our heads get bloated. When somebody is praying for the dead to rise up. Of course, the greatest miracle is that you preach to somebody, you present Jesus to a sinner, and the person receives and the Bible says, this person is born again. That's the greatest miracle. Every other one that you're talking about, anybody can do it. Uh, all these are comfort. They do a manner of miracles. But none of them has been able to convert someone to Christ. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's why most of you who are crazy about, about supernatural things, you encounter, you go to everywhere. Anywhere you hear them talking. Apple, apple, apple miracle, apple, apple. So you go to buy apple, one whole box of it. So you enjoy the apple miracle for a period of time. And they say salt, 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 salt. Like one guy who is in Kumasi, Apostle Kwati, salt. Salt ministry. It's one major instrument that he uses. If they say worms, 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 you go for worms. Why? Because you are a chaser of miracles, signs, and wonders. When indeed you are a miracle and a sign, a wonder to your generation. Where is the confidence? Where is the understanding of who we are and where we stand? Why are we always seeing somebody better than ourselves? What did God call you to do? Why do you think somebody's calling is better than your own? It's because the fire baptism is not in place. When that one is in place, there's a way you appear before God. And you are confident. It is not God this one that they shout the Holy Ghost fire. And that's what I'm talking about. That you say, see that one in the general movies and then they have taken it to church. Holy Ghost! And when you, are, you carry the Bible, close it. A closed Bible can never perform miracles. It's the open Bible. And you see a whole man, a whole man, a whole man, macho, as macho 
as Clement. Then he said, he said, Holy Ghost, fire, Holy Ghost, fire, Holy Ghost. And then his, his buttocks is about one kilometer away from his body. <laughs> Holy Ghost, fire, Holy Ghost. And if the devil should open his eyes small and you, I said, fire, 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 fire. <laughs> he said, die, 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 die. Glory to God. So you are baptized in water, you are baptized in the Holy Ghost with the initial sign of tongue speaking. There's a dimension of tongues. You also know that there's a dimension of tongues when you speak it, you yourself begin to wonder what's happening here. You discover you are not in the fleshly realm. You are not mechanical. You have entered a realm very different from what you know yourself to be. There's a tongue you speak, you stop to ask, what is it, what is it now? What is this one? And one day I was speaking, I was praying the night, speaking in tongues. I told myself I was speaking Arabic. I paused. What's going on? Am I faking it? Then I started talking and told something else. I said, hey. <laughs> he said, they spoke as the Lord gave them utterance. No, it's not you. It's not you. But there's a realm you get to that your confidence level is raised, is boosted. It is the fire experience. It is what? The fire experience that makes you go against sin head on. You tell Satan, leave my path before I crush you. Before I do what? I crush you. I'll crush you if you don't leave where you are standing. I'll crush. And he knows that you will do that one. Because there is nothing he would do that will make you change. When I got born again, the man that God handed me over to, a great man, working with the central bank then in Nigeria, highly placed personality, but very humble, very, very humble down to earth because he knew the Holy Ghost. My foundation came through that man. And I will forever talk about him till we meet in heaven. Forever. Forever. The foundation that has kept me till today came through that man. And he taught me on the Holy Ghost. My notes are still there. Holy Ghost, faith, praise, giving, and love. Those were five things that he taught. And he spoke about the fire at that time. Some of us didn't understand him. Who didn't? Under heavy pressure, he will, be, he will still be laughing. Heavy pressure. One Alaji sent money to him, plenty money, money, because he was in charge at headquarters, Central Bank. He was in charge of um, Forex, a foreign, how do you call that one? Foreign what? Okay, okay. All those dollars and their friends. Yeah. He was in charge. So the man sent someone to him with money and said, I need this to be done for me. So he asked the fellow, what is this one that you have in the envelope? He said, money. He said, you are stupid. Go and tell your master that my father is the richest man. I don't need money from you. So he went and said the same thing. The man said, who is his father? He began to search 
Where does he come from? What is his town? Everybody has a price. We will pay him. So he came, he went there himself. But until sat him down, he said, you brought money to a wrong person. Any amount of money that I need from any nation, I just ask and it's available. Don't waste your time. There are people, poor people around can give your things to them. He said, but you are a civil servant. He said, yes. I'm a civil servant. But I'm the servant of the most high God. He said, that's number one. Before civil service. My father is the richest man. Say you are adding to your woes. The man said, you know me. He said, I don't have to know you. Because you are not in our family. The people in our family, when they talk, we respect them. You don't belong to our family. So no matter where you are from, you are, you are, not, you are of no consequence. I don't need to know you. The Arachi was confused. He went to the governor and complained about it. I said, please, the governor told him, if he says he won't give you, go, because he will not give you. <laughs> but even them, they couldn't make him do anything they wanted to do. The Arachi was the one that manipulated people to see to his transfer. They sent a letter of transfer. The wife saw it. He said, we have just come. He said, you are on transfer. He said, shut up. Who is on transfer? I did the ones that appointed me. I was appointed and posted there. I was appointed and posted to that place, that central bank. I was posted there. They didn't appoint me. If I'm going to transfer, I'll be told before they write. Say, that letter is not my own. Cut the letter. Father, thank you. Somebody has, sent it, has signed his death warrant. And then drop it. His boss was the first casualty. Demoted and transferred. Nobody understood why. Nta was promoted. Which one is my own? Headquarters. That time the headquarters was in Lagos. Headquarters, heads were rolling that no man's business because of one man. Because of who? Do you know who you are? You are the apple of the eye of the Lord. Nobody touches you and goes free of tight. You must understand that one. It is when the fires are at work in you that you don't fear any man. They can't do anything to you or against you. They can only do things in your favor. I learned a lot from that man. But along the line, we were going away from our foundation. Please learn to visit your foundation. Go to the foundation school, the things they taught you. Go and check those things again. Examine your life and see where you are standing. A little bit of knowledge of the Bible makes you think that you are going higher. It's a lie. You may be going up, but on a different tangent. But the fire has the power to purge and sanctify and keep you on course. And you are able to sustain the power that has been released by the Holy Ghost. You won't abuse that one. 
I will just use one story in the Bible to show it because of the time. We will meet again, what time? Friday night. Uh, Friday night, I think I have all the time to, to talk. Now about four hours. Amen? But this is just a foundation. And we shall pray. We'll do what? We'll pray. We'll pray out all the things that are disturbing us. He said, and the sin that don't easily beset us, easily beset us. The weight that we carry, and we know there are weights. Sometimes we wish to do away with them, but we are not able to do it. This time around, you'll be able to do it. Amen. The things that God has spoken to you about that you want to do, and yet something is stopping you. Anytime you want to go there, something crosses you. One day I told my wife, I said, look, Anytime we set a date that we want to do some lengthy fast, then my knee will start something, or some kind of feeling. I'll go for a checkup, and they will say, you have to do something about your knee. They disorganize my fasting. So I told her, I said, look, this one that we shall be doing, there is nothing, even if they sent the doctor from heaven. By the time he gets here, he must have repented. You see, there are things you want to do that will open the doors you are looking for for you. But any time you make a move, something happens. And we are watching. We just watch these things like that. And the things that we should be doing, we don't do them. We are delaying the purpose of God for our life. And that must not continue. Are you hearing me? Yes, it must not. You have a strong desire in you to go and win souls. But any time you want to go, something else comes your way. And you will give permission to the devil and leave God to go and hang, hang himself. It won't happen again. Amen. I said it will not happen again. Amen. Now, instead of, of, of uh, Jeremiah, in his moment of hardship, when he wanted to resign to fate, give up. Say he couldn't. Why? Because the calling was like fire that was set in his bones, inside his bones. You know, God is an amazing God. It's inside your bone. You can't scratch it. You can't. You can't take it away. If you want, then cut your leg. Because it is inside your bone. And if it's there in the bone, it means I can travel to the marrow and enter the bloodstream and fill your entire being that you can't do anything about it. It was like fire. That was buried in his bones. So he could not contain himself. He just had to speak. Why are you quiet when you meet a sinner that must be spoken to? And you are quiet. Why? Because the fire is not there. When the fire is there, you won't bother yourself with this. You will enter the street. Everywhere you go, you are speaking about Jesus. Fire. You can't close your mouth. That's what we are talking about. You know that giving to the kingdom is an access way or an access to great things financially in your life. Anytime you want to give, something happens. The fire is not there. When the fire comes, the fire works on the outside. It does what? It works on the outside and deals with the weights. It comes upon you 
and deadens the things that are contrary to your forward movement. It purges you. Jesus said, and they'll bring the best fruit. I'll do what? I'll purge. John 15 verse 2. I'll purge. It's a fire that purges. How many of you have gone to a place where they are doing chichinga before? What is the smoke that you see there? Is it smoke from fire? From the fat. Do you know? We shall go into details as we travel. God said to Israel, he said, all the fat belongs to me. Ah, God, why? This is the sweetest part of the, uh, the, uh, the Yabuna. Nah, nah. Why are you taking it? Because he knows it will kill you. And you do what? It is sweet. Fat is sweet, oh. No, ask those guys who like meat. Like this mango. When you bite it, something inside the fat now drops down your, your, your teeth. And I'm... There's something about the fat. And so you'll be eating, 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 eating. Just as some of you eat ice, ice cubes. Ice cube. You, you'll, be, you'll be chewing ice cubes. The thing is trouble your, even your gum. You don't hear. Crack, 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 You shall feel good. You are not feeling good. You are not feeling good anywhere. You are disturbing your system. There was a song we were singing next to you in those days. Fire burning in my soul. You know that song? Empty cold fire. Holy Ghost fire. Fire burning in my soul. Aha! One will sing that song will go crazy. And we are, you are looking for Satan somewhere. But if, the, if Satan is coming and the fire is not in your bowl, you are in trouble. Jeremiah 20 verse 9. Then I said, I will not make mention of him nor speak any more of his name. But his word was in my heart like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I was weary of holding it back. And I could not. And I could not. It was there in the bones. Because the fire has purged your system. The fire has separated you unto God. And there is nothing more you can do than do what God wants you to do. Isaiah 6. Isaiah the prophet had an encounter in the temple. Where he saw the majesty of God. Isaiah was a prophet of doom, if you like, at that point. He was passing judgment everywhere. Woe, woe, woe unto this, woe unto this nation, woe unto that, woe unto that. And then he saw God in that place. He looked at the majesty of God. <laughs> he looked and he saw that he was very filthy. Very what? Who am I even to call the name of this God? He said, woe is me. Now he has shifted all the woe from other people. All the woes back to himself. I'm a man of unclean lips. And I live among what? A people of unclean lips. I dwell there. That, that, our, that means our family, 
is a family of unclean lips. We are sinners and very sinful. And he made a declaration, what is me for I'm undone? I'm finished. <laughs> because I'm a man of unclean lips and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Now you see, when I see a Christian who is proud, that's how it is put in tree. When I see one like that, I'm afraid. I get, I get frightened. You know, I keep on saying every time that the people I fear in this life are proud people. What? Yeah, I fear them. I don't like them too. Because God doesn't like their, their pride. I don't like pride. So if you are a proud person, you, you are not in my... We can't move together, sincerely speaking. Yeah. What are you proud about? Is it your life that can just go like that? What is it? That you, you, you are contained, contained. Nobody can talk. Nobody can talk. Where are you going? I, I work in a city where pride was walking in the street like Kumasi. In that city, in Benin City, you will see pride walking. It, bodily, pride will be going along the street. When you go to Kumasi, you will see pride walking everywhere. You will see the you, you, I started talking about this when I was not a believer. Some of my colleagues said I wasn't a, I wasn't an Ashanti. I said, I don't know, but if, he, if that's how to be an Ashanti, I don't want to be. Yes. What's your problem? What, what is it? Because you have some money on your hand. What money? Ah. One of my grandfathers, that man was very wicked. He had large farms of cocoa farms like that. Very large cocoa farms. And he would collect money and wouldn't want to give to anybody in the family. He won't even take off his own children. So the man who was undertaking the work in the, in the, in the farm, one day discovered that the man had been hiding money in a pot. As he was clearing the farm and all that, he saw one pot somewhere there. He examined the money was good. So he took it from there and hid it somewhere else. And went, to, went back to the house with a very solemn face and sorrowing. And he was sobbing. And uh, my grandfather asked him, Aden, <laughs> Papa, and yet, what is it? My brother came to tell me that my mother is dying. And she wants to see me. I have to go. So the man said, eh, you have to go. He said, I don't have transport. He said, I'll give you money. <laughs> he collected money from the man. You know, he was a good man. He was, he was, uh, the, the, the undertaker was a very good person to him. So he was, you know. But God used that as an instrument of punishment. 
for his wickedness. So he cut the money and left. He will come next week, two weeks, one month, two months, three months. The man went to check. <laughs> the money had traveled. <laughs> Who will he tell? Say so you say you have no money. So that he was eating him. He was eating him up. He was dying gradually. He was eating him. So finally, he called his sister and some of the elders of the family and told them to forgive him. And they asked him, what have you done? He said, uh, I've been keeping money. Uh, money with me, but somebody has taken the money. And they said, oh, sorry. What else would they say? <laughs> One day he was sick. And his son was carrying him. I was on holidays. So I saw the boy. I said, yeah, who can you find? Or see, my papa, I'm doing This guy went to learn welding. When he completed the thing, now, by machine, this one, this thing they used to weld. He said he didn't have money. So I told him, drop him, let him die now. What's your problem? <laughs> now, I wasn't a believer, but that kind of thing, I, mean, I hated cooks. I hated I told the man, I said, you, you see yourself now. This boy that's carrying you now is a curse. The fact that you have allowed him to carry you is a curse upon your life. I said, your own fathers and those that went before you, that you pour what I sand, what do you call it, schnapps to, for them to drink. And get, when they get drunk, they will kill you. Because... <laughs> You know what? My mouth was born before I came. So it has no break. What should be said must be said. Whoever is offended, there's no problem about that one. All the money he had that was making him big, family would sit and be talking. He would talk, contribute. When it came to money, he would just get up. I don't know what that ever that he was speaking, whether he, it was correct. His short nicker was like the one that fishermen used. Don't be offended, please. Because that's what I saw in a farm when I was there. The thing is down down his knees. <laughs> this ago, ago material. It will just me like that. He will come out and put his hand in his pocket. Me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you go to this village. Where you get the money to settle the family matter is what is his business. Now somebody stole your, your money and you want people to sympathize with you. So that your money, if God doesn't watch over it, can be picked in the moment. So today you have money, tomorrow you don't have. There is nothing that anybody has here. I was reading one book and it said, when we begin to assess men of God, by the buildings they have, and the cars they have, and the clothes they have, he said, we are doing, what do you call it? The service to the kingdom. He said, we are not. We are, our assessment is not like that. Every man has a calling from God. And if he is within his calling and working, God assesses him by his calling and the impact he's making. It's not about, after all, I'm robbers have all these things. I was listening to somebody. I'm robbers have these things. All these allergies, they have them. In, can you compete with some of those guys over there, what they have? Aircraft and the rest of them. When will you buy aircraft? Except God buys one and then now comes to carry you. Even when he tells you this for you, you say you will die. So he will carry you and put you inside. 
If he tells you, my son, I'll give you a crap. You look at him like this and turn like this and turn like that. And uh, I'll be turning. And before God knows, he has to do another miracle to bring you up. So he will buy the thing and come and carry you and put you inside. And he said, we are traveling. <laughs> That's the only way he can convince you that a thing belongs to you. If you are going to assess a lot of us here with the things of the world, then you will say we are not working. Yes. How do you say? We are on a different tangent. Don't let the world enter your calling, please. 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 Pastor, you and those who are singing. Who is your manager? Is he a Christian? You don't have. You manage yourself. Better for you. That God gave you a gift. And then an unbeliever is the one who is managing you. And he tells you the dress in a way that you know is not right. Especially the ladies. Then you dress like that. He scrapes all your eyebrows and use pencil. He takes artificial to put the natural away and put artificial. I'm sorry, if you know you are going to be offended, let me come for the meeting. wrong with you? You sit down there and they remove your eyebrows, the one that God decorated you with when you were coming. And then they remove that one, then you go and buy a pencil. Pencil. And use pencil to design eyebrows for you. And, 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 and you are comfortable. You go and sit down before the mirror, look at yourself and say, hey, wonderful. I'm looking good. You are not looking good, you are mad. I'm sorry. God has given you a gift. It is unto his glory and the service of mankind. Hallelujah. Must somebody come and tell you? They say, they invite you, come and do something in the kingdom of God. Your manager will not tell you how much you're going to charge. Let's be very careful. Let's be what? Very careful. Anything that God gave to you to, be a, make, to make you a blessing to mankind, be very careful the way you handle it. Be careful the way you do what? You handle it. It's very important. There must be much joy in you when there's an opportunity for you to use your grace to be a blessing. There must be much joy. So the profit or whatever you get from it must not be a motivating force. Until the fire burns some of these things from you, your anointing will die when you are so young. Hello? Are we friends? Yes, sir. Say, Lord, baptize me with the fire. If you don't like it, don't like it, don't say it to So we are like Israel. With double, one, one, one foot here, the other one there. And the prophet asks, for how long will you be limping on two feet? For how long? That we are Christians. So we are Pentecostals. We like talking. I'm, I'm, I'm a charismatic. I'm a charismatic. 
I'm a new creation now. I'm born of the Lord. I carry fire. You carry the fire. Put the fire on your head. Don't carry it. Put it where? On your head. Let the fire burn your head and burn every part of your being and make you stand the way God ordained you to be so that you can manage the power of God that's at work inside you. So you are looking good. If you are a married woman, the only person you are looking good to and for is your husband. Nobody else. That's why I don't look at my wife two times. If you look twice and I see you are in trouble. <laughs> that I saw you look at my wife like that and then you look again. You answer query. I tell you. Because that woman is for me, not for you. Get her past. As others are passing, don't waste your time watching her. You watch her, I'll slap you. So she cannot dress for anybody. If she dresses, I don't like it. I don't like this one. When I put it like that, she knows that it's final. I don't like this one. Otherwise, you may lose you you lose the anointing to go to where you are going. No, just ask her now, she will tell you. But she also knows what I like and what I don't like, so she won't go there. Yeah. Do you know who you must follow? This word of God is what must guide you. It says, be moderate. Be what? Moderate in everything you are doing. Where is the point of departure? Now, when you get to where God says this is how you are, who you are, keep it. Who told you you're not, you not beautiful and not handsome? Who told you? Didn't they say that uh, beauty lies in the eyes of the beholder? And so no matter what people say, how they say, ah, nice man. Another person will say, hey, this man for himself. Hey, look at his nose. <laughs> so I tell my daughters, I said, don't go into too much makeup. You are very beautiful. I'm a village man. I like natural beauty. That's what I like. You now begin to look for how to protect it. Isaiah, be careful. This, this thing must not continue. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let me tell you all these ladies here. Just come to church one Sunday. Don't put any makeup. And let's see if you are not beautiful. <coughs> you say your skin will do what? It won't do anything. My own will never do anything. <laughs> do you know Bishop B doesn't use even cream? No. We have to force him to learn how to use more cream for his face, at least. He doesn't use it. And the best, the best oil to use is baby's oil, so that even though you are growing, you still look like baby. Uh, be eating baby's food. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Ah, okay, no problem. If you go to eat your child's food and their child is crying, uh, you will know what is this. Hallelujah. 
And nobody gave me those things when I was born. So when I started giving birth, I started eating with them. Cherry <laughs> rack, all these uh, other things. As they, as they eat, I eat. As they eat. And if I'm the one serving you and not taking it fast, I will eat it. There's no problem. Because nobody gave me now. I needed to also go to my foundation. <laughs> to check. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you know that when I tell things like this, you get so excited? You know why? You know why? But when we go into debt and we are talking, you are quiet. Do you know why? <laughs> Do you, you know why? You know? <laughs> you know, there are things that we say that, that, that resonate with your body. And you feel excited. But the ones that will punch your soul and punch your, your spirit. <laughs> and then you sit down there and your spirit is saying, why did you come here? Why did you, come? Why did you? you knew this man can say anything. Why did you come here? Why did you come here? The baptism of water, that of the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost baptism becomes effectual when the fire is in place. That's what you must be looking for. That is what will make your tongue heavy and true, true with God. That is what will make your prayer short and effective. When you carry weight, I was sharing an experience with my wife when I was on the other side. I belonged to a group that did a lot of all these uh, transcendental meditation and all the rest of them like that. But we kept the records of our lives. There's what they call introspection. At the end of the day, you sit down to look at your life. The things that you did that were wrong, you write them down. Introspection. But you see, before you can concentrate, even in your prayer life, when there is sin at work in your life, you'll be, you'll be roaming, you'll be roaming, you'll be roaming, you'll be roaming, you'll be roaming. When somebody will sit down and say, Father, I thank you, and he's already in the realm of the Spirit, Having communion with the Holy Ghost. Your own Father, the name of Jesus. Mary is your mother. When we pass through him, you hear us. Hear us, Father. You are the Alpha and the Omega. Oh, the Lord God, the creator of the universe. What is the meaning of that? You think God doesn't know he's the one that created the universe? It's because you are not going. The doors are locked. The heaven has become like steel. Your words are bouncing back to you because the confidence to stand before him. Did you read Isaiah? Did you see what happened? Now he said, he said, I am a man of unclean lips. And then God sent an angel to touch his tongue. His lips were cold, hot cold. And then he said, I have Purge you of your sins. Are you there now? Yes. He had life coal, and then he took that one from, from the fire, from the altar that was there. I don't know how many of you come to church and allow the angels of God to carry fire, coal fire from the altar to touch you. But when the word is coming, you are passing the word to somebody else. I wish Elizabeth were around. This is his word. I don't know any time something good is coming, she won't come to church. 
It wasn't Elizabeth that God was talking to. You are the one. Allow the fire of God to come upon you and settle some things around your life so you cannot go forward. Now, what is there? Go ahead. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this, is, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is what? Taken away and your sin purged. Go ahead. Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. How did he get the confidence? He had the assurance that his sins, the weight had been carried away. He could not stand before God with all confidence. When he saw God, he bowed his head and he was crying. But when he was touched, when the fire came upon him, he became confident to respond to the call of God. Many of us have calls of God upon our lives and we cannot respond because we have not settled the issue of iniquity and sin of our lives. They are like games. And in these days, when the message of grace came and people were looking for a way out, now took grace by one leg and began to swing grace everywhere, like wiper. He forgave my sins. No sin can stand against me. I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. Forgiven. So I can sing more. I'm married to. Doesn't matter. God is faithful. He loves me so much. If you're not because you're a witch, if God loves you, shouldn't you love him too? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. I, I, that's what I tell people. If not for anything, the fact that God loves you is expected that you also love him. So what he doesn't like, don't do to him. What kind of person are you? And so now we are living under some kind of... Un, on unlettered teachings. On what? Unlettered teachings on grace. Everybody's talking about grace now. Everybody's talking about grace. License to kill. License to commit sin. License to misbehave. It's only the Pentecostals and charismatic so-called who are doing that kind of thing. Granted that it is eternal, wouldn't you also love God? When did the eyes of God become so, I don't know, so dull or so sinful that he will want to behold iniquity? He said, he said his eyes are too pure to behold iniquity. And he said, no, I will show you iniquity every time. Every time, that's what I'm going to do to you. You're a wicked one. Check yourself and see. How will you have the fire that will sustain the power of God? There was no confidence in him. But when that one happened, confidence came back. You need confidence. I need confidence to stand before the devil and say no. Scripture Union Christian Coppers Fellowship in one town where I lived, they went to pray for one that they say was possessed. Their leader was the one in front. Others were behind. The possessed girl, as soon as he appeared, she looked at them, at them, whether she was one speaking or somebody inside him was speaking, and he called the fellow by name, and he said, you two, you what? You two, you are coming to, uh, you are coming to sack me, you? Two days ago, so-and-so time, so-and-so place, where were you? What did you do over there? And you think you have, you have the right to come and talk to me? 
And that was the man they believed in so much. The devil leveled him up. It was Nazareth. The devil leveled him up completely. So he took strength out of them. Those that followed him could not talk anything. When your leader is caught, pants down by the devil. Where would the confidence be? No confidence. So he got confidence and he had the assurance. The moment God said, who will go? So I'm here. I'm available. I'm what? Available. Anyone who has had an encounter with this God, a true encounter, is always available for him. I'm telling you, they won't chase you up. When I got born again, nobody chased me up. I was an adult. So I'm coming to, they didn't visit me. Visit who? I'm the, I was one visiting them. I was going off from office to office. If I came, I wanted to teach me something. They said, you have a meeting. I said, stop that meeting. Just come and attend to me and then go and continue with your meeting. I don't work here. I, don't, I use all manner, the issues, how I was in the world was what I brought in there. You have to teach me. If you don't teach me, I will, I will talk. In fact, there was a day I almost entered one conference room. With my Bible and my notepad, you have to teach me. I was on fire for God. I was on fire. I wanted to know. If you really had an encounter with Jesus, you would stay in your house and say, nobody followed me up. Who must follow you up? Does anybody tell you when to eat? Huh? That you are sick. People didn't come to see you. You say you are offended. Nobody came. There's no love in that place. You don't have love yourself. If you had love, you'd have gone there. Go back there and accuse them. Before them. Tell them, you guys, you didn't show love. I was sick, you didn't come to visit me. Anyway, I didn't need you there. I needed only Christ. And he healed me. You have put them under pressure. They will apologize and apologize and apologize and apologize and apologize. They have to give you something now to cool you down. You just sit down in your house and you don't go anywhere. I was coming to church and then somebody came. I have to see the person off. Were you the one that saw him off? To your house? <laughs> Doesn't the person know the way back? You are coming to church. Are you the one they give him an appointment? He chose to be there on Sunday. And he knew he'd be going to church on Sunday. Why must he come there? And as soon as he said, hey, how are you now? You put your back down. You drop your Bible. No, no. I'm going to church. Would you have to go with me? Let's go. When we come back, we'll talk. Simple. We are the only ones. Most of them don't behave like that. It doesn't matter how much money you took in shop to buy. Once it's time for prayer, uh, my friend, I, I, I go pray come, eh? I'll come. Then he'll give you one bottle of Coke, especially when we're in the northern part of Nigeria. They'll give, buy Coke for you. I'll be back very soon. He'll go. If you like, carry your money and go, it doesn't matter. As far as he was concerned, it was a time to meet his God. It's only us, Christians, and those of us in the Pentecostal circles who brag that we know the word, we are the ones who misbehave. We take God for granted. How would the fire come upon our life? So we need the fire now to break those things. Are you hearing me? This is my childhood friend. Childhood what? Were you not born before you met the person? Were you born together, even to himself? Even twins, they, sometimes they live apart. 
And you say, that's my childhood friend. We've been friends from... Call the fire upon your life. Glory to God. Now, what I am talking about is not just for, it's for me also. It's for who? I want to stand where God wants me to stand. I want to do what he wants me to do. I've seen him, but I want to see him more. Paul said that I may know him. We think he didn't know him before. He knew him. But you will never get to know this God fully until you go to meet him. Do you know why those guys in heaven are always bowing and saying, holy, holy, holy? Because as they bow before they lift their head, something new has happened. They can't understand this one, holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty. They raise hand, another person has been created. They say, holy is the Lord. One sinner that was going to hell has been brought home. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. And you, you, you think you're okay. You must press. You do what? You press. You press. You press. Press to know this God. Press to do what? Glory. Thank you for allowing me to talk with you.